the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea. Welcome along to the Thursday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Kath, good to see you as well. How are things? Things are well, John, and mm-hmm. I, I'm curious if you've ever considered music, any type of music, as a crime deterrent. Hmm. Oh, well, perhaps, you know, in a sort of a snarky way. Oh, my. What could that mean? I'm so excited. To well, hear. you know, when you go into a, in the old days, when you went into a department store and they were playing horrifically bad Muzak, yeah. you think, I don't want to stick around. Oh, so they would keep the kids out. Yeah. Oh. So I'll just get out of here because right. this is really bad. Okay. Well, that's kind of interesting. I'd never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. But I read an article on OK Whatever, which is a weird and interesting website that's only for adults. I could say that. Uh, talking about why you might start hearing more Bach and Mozart in public places. Okay, there's some studies that are going on that say that stores that play classical music. Clean up an aisle three, please. They keep shoplifters away. What? Mm-hmm. Why is that? What's the science it's behind true. that? Well, let me, let me tell you a little bit more about it before I tell you what the science is. Okay, so it's a tactic that's been used actually since the mid-1980s. It was introduced <laughs> by a 7-Eleven in Canada looking for a novel way to, just like you said, deter teenagers. Get those kids out. From congregating in their parking lot. Okay? But since then, it's been tested out in other physical locations to combat loiterers, panhandlers, shoplifters, and also those looking for a place for a nap. Really? So it's a deterrent? What is it about the music? Okay, so here's the thing. I'm getting there. You're just getting so excited. But, you know, you got to let me walk through this. Okay. Okay, so the London Underground has used it. Hmm. Okay, the Florida police have played Mozart and Bach, particularly those two composers, on the corners of crime-ridden streets. Multiple businesses in San Francisco that struggle with a large homeless population have piped it through outdoor speakers to stop people from using the sidewalks as crash pads. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Suki Santu, the owner of a 7-Eleven franchise in Modesto, says this. What's wonderful is that it's non-confrontational and it actually works. Mm-hmm. Okay, So he started blaring symphonies and operas through the speakers, not just in his 7-Eleven, but outside into the parking lot. Okay, he said in his words, "quote All of a sudden, the riffraff left." <laughs> uh-huh. He said it was so loud. You know, if you're familiar with opera, sure, it's very loud. He said it made it hard for loiterers to hang out and gossip and joke around outside the store. Hmm. And he said customers came in and said that they felt safer because of the music. And so he's calling it a win-win. Oh, okay, that's now great. let's get to the science. Okay, the okay? science behind. 
classical music. When you hear a song, you're essentially hearing vibrations and absorbing them through your body. Mm-hmm. The vibrations are turned into electrical signals that are received by your brain, which influences how you may feel emotionally and mentally. Songs with slower vibrations, such as classical music, have been shown to activate genes that secrete dopamine, the feel-good hormone, as well as help improve learning, synaptic function, and memory. So, when store clerks have to ask panhandlers to leave, the theory is they'll be in a better mood and thus likely less less likely to put up a fight as they walk out the door. <laughs> really, the panhandlers mm-hmm. and those nefarious uh, mm-hmm. troublemakers, they're just feeling good about themselves because they're listening to Bach or Beethoven. Yeah, as they get kicked out. So they walk out the door. Now, here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. It also talks about several liquor, liquor stores who were concerned about loiterers and people who were just ripping mm-hmm. stuff off, sure. right? And they, before they got into the classical music thing, decided to employ a high-pitched screech, mm. which they said is similar to the buzz of a mosquito. Oh. Okay, because they thought that that would make people, you know, kind of come in and out quickly yep, yep. and not want to stay around. However, it turned off all customers, and so they thought, well, this is not going to work at and all, and drove their employees insane, I would imagine. And so they went to the classical music thing, and they said it made everybody happier. That's really interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, very much so. Okay, so do you listen to classical music? I do, actually. Yeah. Okay, at particular times of day, or actually, I was just listening to it today. I was driving my boy into work, and we turned on uh, DUQ. No, QED. And enjoyed, QED. And it's hard to turn on DUQ. Yeah, no. turned ourselves. So, yeah, we enjoy that. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Does, so, generally in the morning. Does it make you feel differently? Uh, it calms me down. Really? Mike? Mm-hmm. I used it I used it any time I needed to study in college. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. To focus. Yeah, to focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yourself? Like 15, 20 minutes I'd listen to it, and yeah. then i shut it off, and True. then it would. it actually worked. It helped me focus and calm me down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did. Yourself, Kat? I have no place, I have no current place in my life for classical music. Really? And I feel Why? badly Why about it. I'm just trying to be, I wish I was the person who said, yes, I listen to classical music daily and it benefits me. I'm the person who says, wow, really? I don't listen to any classical music and it probably would benefit me. Yeah, it will. Like on the Spotify, I've got like a Yo-Yo Ma channel, mm-hmm. you know, a cello channel, that kind of stuff. How do you pronounce that? Vivaldi? Yeah. Vivaldi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four Seasons? Four Seasons. Kath, mm-hmm. if you listen to that. I love, I mean, oh. I know all those pieces and I appreciate that. I just when I'm when I turn music on, that's not the type of music that I'm longing to hear. Here's the problem. Okay, so now because our phones are streaming and then amplifying music, everything is available. And when it comes time to choose music, I have a hard time winnowing it down. Too many choices. Yes. I get anxious. Yeah. So the classical music is often my default because I get anxious. Just saying. Well, in reading the article. And now I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. I, I feel like I need to make a life change. Yeah. I mean, how about, I, mean okay. I grew up with classical music. When I was a little kid, like a little girl, between the ages of three and five, my dad would come home from work. He had a lunch hour, and he would make me sit on the sofa next to him and listen to a symphony. Very good. So I did that for years. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's a compendium that I recognize but I just have gotten what lazy, beyond mm-hmm. not beyond it. No, I'm, no, I think I'm probably just not catching up to it. Right. I think is my problem. Do you know I think I'm house? just lazy mentally. Oh, okay, well, okay. Now she has something to shoot for here. All right. So when we leave in the morning, when I leave in the morning, you know, we have this, we have this parrot, you know, yeah. at our house. Yes, Pippi, mm-hmm. Pip, uh, my son's bird, and I, I feel bad because the bird's like alone. Well, he's, my, my dog's there, so I'll say, Alexa, play classical music mix. 
and the parrot will listen to classical music all day long. What? Listen. He will. Listen. And I feel good about I it. Hear that's, I hear that's good for pets. Well, I just think, you know, it, the tones of the, yeah. the squeaks and the whatever, it makes him feel like, oh, there's somebody there. No, I, no that's a I don't know. No, you I, don't know any of listen, that. What it's you just said, me, what you just said is all made up. It's my mind. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you don't know, like I the feel little good squeaks. about it. The little squeaks Here, make Pip feel like. No. Here's the deal: when I when I say Alexa, he goes Beep, like he knows what's coming, so he gets excited. So I go, dig it, I'm on the right path. Yeah, but I don't think it's because of the squeaks. I think it might be. I don't think it is. I don't know what article this came from, but I I remember reading an article about they put they put they had two plants, and each plant was in a single room that was playing a certain type. Oh, of Oh yes, I know this. And the, the one plant that had classical music mm, thrived. Thrived. It was beautiful. It blossomed beautifully. The other plant had hard rock music, and it was droopy. Died. It died. Mm. It died. Are yeah. you saying that I'm shriveling? You are. I'm saying you could prosper yeah. greater. I listen to I guess, a lot more Metallica than I listen to classical music. What? Okay, well, it's time to change up a little bit. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Well, okay. Well, the good news is that we're talking music on today's show. Oh, well, 5.15 this afternoon. Not really. Yeah, we are. We are talking music. We are talking the very worst songs of all time. The worst. The worst songs. The worst songs ever. We've had such a good time compiling this list, thanks to all of you listeners who have weighed in on it. And uh, I feel good about our list. Well. I mean, I also feel bad about it. There's some horrific music. It's it's the worst music you'll hear anywhere. I listen to this list and I go, this is the music that I grew up with. What, what happened? Some of it. Some of it. Some of it. It's awful, and we can't wait for you to be a part of it. It's an awful lot of fun. 5.15 this afternoon, the worst songs of all time. Okay. Take a break. Come back. we got lots more ahead. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM and WPIT Radio. Stick around. Bad music and theology on today's show. WORD. Next time on The Journey with Ron Moore. You know exactly where you're going. For God's sake, trust me. I brought you out of the darkness. I'm going to take you to heaven. Now, if I can take you out of the darkness and deliver you to heaven, you got to trust me with the journey along the way. This is Ron Moore. Join us for The Journey weekday mornings at 1130 on 101.5 Word FM. Are you a stock or options trader looking for real trading strategies that you can use immediately? Hi, my name is Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, and I'm on a mission to become the number one options coach in America. I'm a former vice president at Goldman Sachs. I have over 25 years of options trading experience, and right now I'm giving away my most famous options guide with over 20 unique options strategies strategies that I use every day for free. You can't buy this guide anywhere. To claim your free options trading guide, simply call 855-844-9702 now and mention my name, Scott Bauer, and we will rush you the guide. Call 855-844-9702 and someone from my options team will help you get this guide in your inbox as quickly as possible. Call 855-844-9702 now and start learning to trade the right way. Simply call 855-844- 9702 Prosper with Options. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for
for all investors. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Want to know my secret to make a great-looking lawn last even longer? All it takes is a second feeding of Scott's Turf Builder Lawn Food. With a simple second feeding, your lush lawn is here to stay. Because a second feeding of Scott's reinvigorates lawns by providing nutrients, which helps prevent browning and withering as the weather warms. My green grass isn't going anywhere. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up Scott's Turf Builder Lawn Food today. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. I think we often think, well, I'll say this. When I hear someone say, oh, that guy, he's meek. That, it, that guy's it, meek. It's kind of an insult. Not or a, at least, it's not a compliment. No, it, it, at least it's a criticism. Yeah, not something to aspire to. Do you want to have Maybe a Maybe something that they could improve on. Yeah, I mean, my son. Hey, my son. Well, I'm so proud of my son. He's so meek. Right, nobody's I mean, saying that. Hey, all right, man, dig it. Yeah, you, you raised a winner. And yet at the same time, Jesus talks about it in the Beatitudes and he said, blessed are the meek. Yeah. So is that really what, um, I don't think Jesus was talking about like a veiled criticism. No, or some soft, wimpy guy. We're happy to have Derek Rishmawi back with us, doctoral candidate at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. Derek, it's been too long. How are you? Good. How are you? It has been too long. Thanks for having me on again. Happy you're with us. All right. So this wasn't veiled criticism on Jesus' part. No, no, I don't think it was, uh, especially when you start looking at the sweep of, of the Bible. Paul tells us to put on meekness, and Moses in the Old Testament was praised uh, for being the meekest man alive, and that, that, was, that was showing how holy and, and, and righteous he was. And, and so, so meekness is meekness is praised in Scripture. Uh, Jesus was meek and kindly of heart, uh, and that's why we're invited to learn of him. And if Jesus is meek, well, then then that can't be a bad thing for us to be. Yes. Uh, so, it can't be criticism. So, Derek, is there um, a proper definition of meekness that maybe you could share with us that, you know, we're missing the point here? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, meekness is one of those, it, it, it's funny, it's it's basically like a cousin to humility, or it's, or it's humility in action. Um, John Calvin, theologian, uh, he called it a mild and gentle disposition. It means you're not, you're not easily provoked personal injury and you're not ready to take offense it's 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 being the kind of person who's not uh who's not always on edge ready to 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 strike back Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways that's one way to think about meekness it is not the values of the 21st century (laughs) that's an understatement you will not see twitter 
There's not a lot of meekness on Twitter or Facebook, is there? No, those are yeah. They tend to be training grounds for anti meekness. If you need to, if you need to shake meekness, uh, go there for a little while, hang out, and uh, and you will be you will be freed of it. Or you will be provoked to practice it, kind of like a like a training ground of, of you know. Like my mom used to always say, you know, never never pray for if you pray for patience, God will send you tests uh, of your impatience, and you know. Kind of like Twitter and meekness. If you want to, if you want to strengthen yourself in it, I mean, I suppose that's kind of like a gladiatorial ground sure for is. figuring out. It sure is. Yeah. But, you know, we talk about social media a lot on our show, Derek, and there's nothing inherently wrong with social media. The problem is us. You know, so so Twitter's showing something about who humans are, something about who we are that we need to recognize. And if meekness is hardly to be found on Twitter, then it's hardly to be found in us. Yeah, it, it kind of it's it's a, it's a it is a testing ground in a lot of ways. It brings out. I do think some of the conditions of it can it can it can make it harder in, in, insofar as the anonymity and the general tenor of things, you know, it's, it's like getting thrown into a digital mob, a digital, you know, whirlwind. And then one person throws uh, one stone and it kind of causes an avalanche right. of retaliation. Right. But yeah, but it's bringing out something that's in the soul. Well, you know, I am, it's kind of like going into a casino. Like there's not like, yeah, a casino is going to offer all sorts of temptations that aren't good for human beings, but you're not going to succumb to them, succumb to them if there's not something already you know, dark about your own soul. So Twitter's kind of like that, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just, and some of us, yeah. some of us are just have a harder time handling ourselves in that environment. And so we have to stay away mm-hmm. from it. But it's like, as you talk about, we live in a, a tit for tat world, right? If someone says something, then we have to respond in kind, but that's not meekness at all. Mm-hmm. No, no. And that's in fact, I mean, that, that's one of the things I was trying to get at. That article is, is uh, meekness is rooted Actually, it's a it's a it's a form of strength. The ability to not retaliate, the ability to not respond, or not fly off the handle, or or not always need to assert your right in an, in any moment. Some people see the person who's always asserting their rights as the strong person, but in fact, it takes great restraint to uh, let a comment go mm-hmm. or to pause and see well, is that what they really meant, uh, or, or or what's up, what's going on in their heart and their life. No, no. You know that that takes strength, that takes assurance, that takes a certain confidence, and ultimately it, it takes a certain hope in God that whatever you're um, whatever you're not uh, dealing with immediately, you know, whatever you're not vindicating yourself, well, God will vindicate me. Ultimately, uh, God will handle handle it. Derek Richman always with us, doctoral candidate at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. We're talking about meekness. Uh, Derek, we had a lot of conversation last week on our show about Brian Sims, who's a state representative here in Pennsylvania, on the other side of the state, but still a state rep. Um, he videotaped himself ranting in front of an abortion clinic in Philadelphia. Um, and his, oh, yeah, yeah. He, you remember that guy and his rant. I heard about that. Yeah. So he's harassing people, right? So he, so his ranting was not just exclusive to you know putting his face on his video. He turned his iPhone camera on people who were just 
you know, protesting out in front of... Um, they were praying, basically. Right. So this woman that he went at first is was an older woman who was silently standing there praying the rosary. And this is why I thought of meekness is, you know, Brian Sims, and I, you know, I don't know the guy. I just know his public presence, which is pretty incendiary. But he was just amped up on this day. I mean, if you watch the video, he is just going at every single protester. Now, there, I'm not saying he's directing exact conversation of protesters. He's talking he's 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 talking about protesters in the, you know, in the extreme. Just every every protester in the world who's protested at, a, at an abortion clinic is his enemy, but he's directing all of that angst at this woman. Now, this video mm-hmm. goes on for 9 minutes. This woman, mm-hmm. God bless her. She doesn't say a thing. She never yeah. responded. Now, it could have been out of fear because I'd be terrified if that guy was, you know, screaming his head off at me. It could have been she was intimidated. It could have been anything. Or it could have been that she had a strong enough character to say, I am not going to respond to conversation like this. Either way, whatever mm-hmm. it was, I have watched that video I don't know how many times and I'm continually impressed by her just being able to stand there and not talk. Yeah, I mean that that those kind of outward displays of depression, like like uh, Representative Sims uh, showed, uh, it can initially seem like an intimidating show of strength and force, but it, it's really an unhinged uh, show of weakness. Yeah. Um, that 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 kind of that kind of um, I don't know, just intimidation and bullying of, of of an older woman like that by 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 some of his uh, both political and physical. Uh, you know, relative strength like that. I think, I think, you know, it's not an exact analogy, but it, you know, one of the strongest moments we ever see in Jesus's life uh, is, you know, when he's before the Sanhedrin and he's being accused, and he utters that word until until he has to respond to certain questions. He, you know, he's being spit spit at, he's being slapped, he's being beat, and he could he could call down, you know, ten thousand angels. Uh, legions and legions to defend himself. He could defend himself in a second. He's the son of God, and yet he doesn't. And that is not a show of weakness. That is a colossal show of self, self-restraint mm-hmm. and strength. And uh, because he knew he had something else to do, which was uh, which was to save us right. and, 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 and witness to God's character in that. And, uh, and that, those kinds of moments, those kinds of moments are opportunities to demonstrate that kind of strong meekness right. uh, before the world. Yeah. So, Derek, you wrote the piece, and it's online at Christianity Today. Meekness is not weakness. Quite honestly, when I see the headline, it looks to me to be almost the, the perfect bumper sticker for traffic. Um, I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it is, right? I mean, there's a way of going, you know, you can honk and beep and, you know, uh, tailgate all you want, but I'm just driving here. So what, what is it about you as the guy to think and to write about meekness in such a sort of, you know, antisocial way. What, what, what brought me to write about it? Yeah. Um, you know, I, well, part of it is flowing from, I had a, I was, I was assigned a sermon uh, in, in the Beatitudes at my church, and so I was preaching on that, and I decided to adapt some of that for, for the column. But it was also one of those things where I wanted to write about it in a way that I couldn't in the sermon just for myself, um, thinking about my own struggles with meekness and 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 and, and uh, how I should react and how I should engage with people that um, I am 
encountering in life, especially of going into pastoral ministry, pastors are called to instruct and teach with meekness. You know, you, even even in even in even in uh, congregations where somebody's somebody's just giving you trouble, people you know <laughs> love church people, but sometimes church folks can give you trouble as a pastor, or, or you know whether it's whether it's bad doctrine or just um, not listening to uh, sound living all that kind of thing. And it's just learning what it means to be humble in the way you deal with your people, um, and that, that God's called you to walk watch over with humility. Uh, so just really wrestling with what myself, my own heart, am I, am I truly meek towards others? Do I think of myself too highly in relation to them? Do I recognize them as, as worthy of my care? And, and so that was part of what was kind of motivating my desire to go into that. Yeah. Well, I love it. I mean, you know, it, it really, like I said, uh, as, as far as a, a mantra or just something that's important mm-hmm. to hear. I, yep. Meekness is not weakness. This is important to hear right. today. I agree. Derek, we're so glad you were with us today. But before you go, um, I don't know if you've heard that in our 5 o'clock hour today, we're talking about the worst songs of all time. Oh, ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ever, ever. yeah, we want to we absolutely scrape the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And so we're wondering yeah. if you might want to uh, add something to our list. If somebody hasn't pitched it in already, I will just throw in uh, John Lennon's "Imagine." <gasps> Listen, that's my that's that's my least favorite song ever. It's it's pretty bad. Isn't it the most obtuse rendering of of worldview you've ever heard? Yeah. How about this? How about the if next? You haven't looked up. Francis Spufford has a quote about it in his book Unapologetic that really? is the most hilarious takedown I've ever Wait, what is it? I've ever seen. Francis Spufford. Francis Spufford, his book Unapologetic, uh, he's got this two page rant about that how how it toots that song is and some of the greatest things. It is, it is, oh, it is truly, it is so, it is unbearably irrelevant. Is people, what it is. people love that song. Uh, don't they? I mean, it makes people cry. Derek, I feel like you and I are bonded now. Mm. This is a really important there moment for me. So it, thank you yeah, so much. No, it, he called it the My Little Pony of philosophy. Uh, and, and that's kind of a, that's kind of a, that's kind of a, an insult to My Little Pony. But, uh, You're right, yeah, it is. It, it was, it was, it's bad. Wow, this so, is good. Thank you. It was so bad it was good. That's Derek Rishmawi, doctoral candidate at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. Stay close. Meekness is not weakness. It's online at Christianity Today. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. 
That's 800-518-4020. Somewhere today, at a Christian school near you, a teacher arrived at work, not because of a paycheck, but a calling, a divine privilege to invest their skills, their time, their academic training, their entire life to equip young minds for success in this world and beyond. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net. Education for mind and soul. pittsburghchristianschools.net. For kids, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just their size, treats to tickle their taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch their hearts. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soap Zone, because you love to see them smile. Save up to $17 on select days when you buy online at idlewild.com. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Chris Tomlin is unveiling the song, Good Good Fox. Word FM presents writer, comedian, and playwright Sherry Lynn. In a room full of Christian music broadcasters, two elderly black women will stand out. It's Ladies Night Out, June 21st at the Bible Chapel. My mom and them have begun to do what I call a Baptocostal rock. Hey, whether to watch Chris Tomlin or Aretha Franklin and Patti LaBelle singing in the back. Get early bird admission through May 31st at wordfm.com. A shower and thunderstorm will be in some spots for the evening hours tonight, followed by clearing skies. The low tonight, 55 degrees for tomorrow. Partly sunny, a pleasant day, high 75. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, 57. Then Saturday, more clouds than sunshine. Warmer with a shower or heavy thunderstorm around. Storms could even be severe, high 82. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. How about this? Last night on live television, and I'm saying live television, a 90-minute special opened with Norman Lear himself, dapper and trim at 96 years of age, sitting in Archie Bunker's beat-up brown perch, perhaps that's the most famous armchair in television history. And all of a sudden, in 90 minutes, there was All in the Family and the Jeffersons once again. Now, it wasn't Carol O'Connor, and it wasn't uh, the original cast. It was a brand-new cast doing a recreation of All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Um, Jimmy Kimmel brought it's a program called Live in Front of a Studio Audience, and uh, there was Woody Harrelson as Archie Bunker and uh, Marissa Tomei. As Edith Bunker. Really? Yeah. Jamie Foxx appeared as now George that, Jefferson. That is such perfect casting. Mm-hmm. And Wanda Sykes. Oh, she's funny. As Wheezy. Yeah. Right? That's good. I'm sorry that I missed it. Yeah, a live I, show. I can't believe I didn't know that that was happening. Neither did I. But apparently it was a great hit. And uh, Jamie Foxx got the biggest uh, laugh of the night when he flubbed the line, turned, looked into the camera, and said, it's live television. <laughs> 
which is cool. That's I mean, really good. So, you know, they've been doing the musicals for many years, the live musicals. Which I never watched. I've never seen a single one of them. Neither have I. But this, this is interesting. Now, so can you go back and watch it? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know if you can. What network was it on? Well, Jimmy Kimmel uh, was the one who brought it on. I don't on. know what, what network uh, was Is on. Jimmy CBS? Kimmel Fox? I don't, see, I, I don't, I don't know. Look, I don't what know. do I, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, nothing goes away today. It's going to show pop up at some point, right? But I sure would like to see it. Now, the interesting thing is, as what controversial and as racially insensitive mm-hmm. as the original production was. Of All in the Family. Yes. And the Jeffersons, to some degree, okay. of course. You know, just because, I mean, I loved it. It was well, they were neighbors. Was your dad? Sh- your dad- oh, my gosh, yes. My dad would howl. He but would it w- cry. Here's the thing, though. It wasn't racially insensitive. It was racially sensitive because it was satire. That's it. Right. But, you know, on its face value, right. when you saw Archie, right. Archie Bunker, the bigot, right. and you go, oh, my God. So I can't believe he's saying that. Right. Well, they had to. There was concerns last night that presenting an original script from the original 1970 series, that it would tr- it would trigger people over the edge. Right. So they had to be careful, and they toned things down. Now, see, that it, is sad. Yeah, it is. We don't want to trigger people. I mean, look, you think that, like, when did um, All in the Family start? I think 72. Okay, so really? We've not progressed in 72. Right, and and so people are more sensitive racially now than they were in 1970. Look what was going on in 1972. You got that right, yeah. I just think we're all weaker. I do. I think yeah. we're all weaker. Social media think, somehow perverted us in I think some we're, weird way. I think we're lame. I think that we need, you know, uh, we. It, it's not that we're weaker. It's that we think we're weaker. And because we think we're weaker, then we become it. I think that we think we're more enlightened. That we put up walls of supposed enlightenment around us. And anything that may infect or prod that so-called enlightenment, we push away for fear that it somehow imparts who we may be. I think we're backwards on our heels. I think we're backwards on our heels. Anyway, that was last night. Hey, um, hey, speaking of last night, it wasn't the no. best night for the Buckos. Again, once more. Again, another horrible well, now, loss. Now, listen. It, Josh Bell notwithstanding. Okay. So we, we, we're out of pitchers. We just don't have enough pitchers right nobody, now. No. And so we're just trying this opener mindset, which worked very well over the weekend and not so well last night. No, it did not. But, hey, the Buckos are on right now. Are they? I just oh, thought it's an afternoon they? game. We're the game here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, don't 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 turn, don't turn the channel. Stay, no. Stay with us. But right? I don't know what the score is. But I'm happy to tell you that we have some tickets we can give away now. We sure do. For next Thursday's game, May 30th, PNC Park, the Pirates versus the Brewers. All that to say that we're expecting Faith Night to be a great hit mm-hmm. again this year. That's right. But we've got a family four pack right now for caller number six. Caller number six at eight hundred. 320-8255-800-320-8255. That family four-pack, these are pretty good seats. Uh, they're on the third baseline. They look out over the city. Very nice. So give us a call. You want to go see the Bucks next week? Family four-pack. Are we going to mail these out or are these uh, pick-up only? Are we going to mail them out? Okay, that's good. 800-320-8255. Take a quick break. Come back. What's up next year? We're talking to Karen Swallow Pryor. One year ago today, she was hit by a bus in Nashville when she was traveling. Almost died. She has not died. She has committed herself to rehab this year. She's been absolutely unbelievable in the kinds of things that she has achieved. And so we're going to talk to her about what the last year has been like. The markers in our life. Stay tuned for that. Those 
101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. The number seven is the number of completeness. The number six is the incomplete number. The number six represents the inability of man to measure up to number seven without God. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Signs, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Are you a stock or options trader looking for real trading strategies that you can use immediately? Hi, my name is Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, and I'm on a mission to become the number one options coach in America. I'm a former vice president at Goldman Sachs. I have over 25 years of options trading experience, and right now, I'm giving away my most famous options guide with over 20 unique options strategies that I use every day for free. You can't buy this guide anywhere. To claim your free options trading guide, simply call 855-844-9702 now and mention my name, Scott Bauer, and we will rush you the guide. Call 855-844-9702 and someone from my options team will help you get this guide in your inbox as quickly as possible. Call 855-844-9702 now and start learning to trade the right way. Simply call 855-844-9702. 9702 Prosper with options. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Hi, this is Todd Shulkin. Join me and head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Steelers players Vance McDonald and Stefan Toot, and pastors Brian Loritz and Ed Glover for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 8th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Man Up is a day for all men to work on becoming the best godly leaders they can be. There will be free food, fellowship, worship, powerful messages, and dynamic breakout sessions from high schoolers to grandfathers this is for you register today at manapittsburgh.org hosted by urban impact and brought to you locally by chick-fil-a of pittsburgh creation fest 2019 is coming join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other over 70 artists like skillet Song worship crowder elevation worship carrie joe 10th avenue north and mendisa as well as over 15 speakers like bob Liz, reggie dabs and david nasser be a part of the creation worship experience set in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer. Computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. If you live long enough, things happen to you. There are certain markers, right? Babies born, parents pass away, uh, graduations, all those things you kind of go, oh, yeah, I remember that date. Because when I was doing this, this is what happened. Karen Swallow Pryor is with us. Karen's a regular guest on our show. She is a professor at the Department of English at Liberty University, but she is much more than that. She is uh, the author of uh, several excellent books. Her latest is called On Reading Well, 
Finding the Good Life through great books. She's also a strong presence on social media, especially in Twitter. Uh, for some people, uh, that man cult uh, who dog her, she might be considered um, dangerous. But uh, she is always a welcome guest here and always has great insight and stories to tell. And so, Karen, uh, we welcome you back to the show. Uh, thanks for being with us. How are you today? I'm great today. I'm celebrating a very special anniversary, as you know. Um, and as someone uh, said to me earlier today, um, happy anniversary. Yeah. Odd, odd thing to say, but. <laughs> it really is. Okay, so a year ago today, you were in what city? Nashville, Tennessee. A, a different city, right? You don't know Nashville uh, intimately. Right. Uh, you were at a conference and your head was elsewhere. Uh, yes, I was actually walking to a meeting and got lost and uh, decided to go back to my hotel and get a cab. And um, so then I turned around and stepped into a crosswalk and didn't see the bus until it hit me. I remember that day, um, or maybe it was the day after, Karen, when I was uh, on Twitter and I saw the news that you had, you were in the hospital and I, yeah, I texted John. I said, what's going on with Karen? And then all of a sudden it just, as social media things do, it just kind of gathered momentum and everyone was saying, you know, what was going on? I wonder how you felt, uh, Karen, after being, I mean, how many days were you unable to really be aware of what was going on? Right. Cause not many people live to tell the story of being hit by a bus. Well, actually, I um, I was aware most of the time. I, I mean, I got hit on the head, landed on my side, broke a lot of things. Um, and when I woke up um, is when I, w- I was still in the intersection and people were around me and had called the ambulance. So I don't know how long I had been out of it. Um, and I remember being in the ambulance and uh, I remember, um, you know, having the the paramedics call my husband and at some point um i posted on twitter that i had been hit by a bus i don't remember that so at that point (laughs) the drugs the drugs were there or the adrenaline i don't know and uh, i was in vanderbilt for eight days um i had to have surgery the next morning in order to um have a, a a what they called it a pin but it's more like a a nine inch rod in my in my pelvis that now holds it together um, and then, yeah, so I was there for eight days and then I was able to come home to recuperate. I couldn't, um, walk for three months, um, because I had to let that pelvis, um, heal. And, uh, I've been, you know, on the mend ever since. So essentially how you spent your summer vacation last year was convalescing and then some. You know, it. I keep saying the school just let out and my summer has just begun. And I keep saying this is going to be the best summer I've had in two years (laughs) 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 because that summer was just lost. That is the loss. It was very, uh, you know, I'm grateful. I'm happy. And I, you know, but it was a summer which hard on me, obviously hard on my husband. He's, he's also kind of recovering from the trauma of, of being my nurse and caretaker and chauffeur. Um, and so that was, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was rough. Um, yeah. And now a year has passed. I can't believe it. So all things considered, um, after being post hit by a bus and a year has passed, Physically, I mean, we, we see you, we follow you, we see that you post. We were with you just a, about a month ago. Right. And then, you know, then you post yeah. regularly today's run. So you're actually mm-hmm. physical. Your body is pretty much healed. 
Yes. Um, I've, you know, I have some residual pain and, uh, a month ago I was really despairing because I, I, it seemed like it was getting worse instead of better, but I, all of a sudden, um, it just seems to be, there's a lot less pain in the past couple of weeks. I, the physical activity I did before the accident and have continued afterward, um, have actually helped. If I, if I don't do physical activity, that's when the pain seems to, to, um, come back. Um, so, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I'll, you know, what, a year out, how much pain I'll be having or arthritis or whatever, but I'm, you know, I'm back to doing most of the things that I was doing before with very little pain most of the time. Dr. Karen Swallow-Pryor is with us, professor in the English department at Liberty University and a senior fellow at Liberty University Center for Apologetics and Cultural Engagement. Her latest book that we love is called On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Books. And we're talking to Karen about the accident she had one year ago today when she was struck by a bus. Karen, John said at the beginning of our conversation that there are certain events in life that are markers um, that we, no matter how long we live, we'll look back on and say, well, everything changed for that me day. that day. And so I know this was a day like that for you, but I wonder what the last year has been like. You've talked about physical recuperation. What about emotional recuperation or spiritual recuperation? Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think that what I've learned over the past year is how um, how connected those two things are. I mean, I think when I, before the accident and I thought of physical recuperation as being more about uh, about the lack of pain and being able to run again and, and lift weights again, but there's a different kind of bodily pain that, that's different from that. It's like the visceral memory of your body um, and sort of the reactions that it has to triggers that that actually cause emotional responses um, and then require some you know spiritual um, responses to that. So it's it's a very strange thing. I'm sure I'd read about it, heard people talk about it, and just said yeah yeah yeah. Um, but now I understand it on a level that I really never did before. That that that. So for example, um, it wasn't so much today's date coming up as it was the spring weather and the time of year um, that caused me just to remember things that happened and things I was doing last year at this time and then I would get overwhelmed with emotions that I couldn't really control. Um, so that connection between body, spirit, and mind and then the emotions that that produces, um, it, it's very humbling to realize how much our bodies control in many respects, you know, the way that we think and, and, and our emotions. Um, I've learned a lot about that in the past year, I and I think I have more empathy for others who have that. Because we are all so fragile, mm-hmm. aren't we? Just so fragile. We really are. And, I mean, I, I, I could have been dead. I could have had far worse injuries. And um, I'm just so thankful that that's not what happened. And um, and yet it does happen to people every day. And so um, I'm just, I have a greater awareness of that and just a, a, and tremendous gratitude that I'm, I'm still here and celebrating this anniversary today. So as an artist, as a writer, has that informed you somehow? I mean, have you, has there been themes that have popped up or has there been different colors or tones that you maybe not had normally connected with before? 
Well, I'd say at this point, I've actually, my, my writing slowed down quite a bit. Um, I thought maybe at the, at the beginning, I was so foolish. I thought, well, I have, you know, three or four months where I just have to be in bed and can't do anything. And I thought I would get all kinds of writing and reading done, but my body needed and mind needed a lot more rest than that. And so I, um, I really just started to get back into the writing. Um, and, uh, we'll have to see. I don't, um, I think I'm still, still Process. processing and, yeah. Well, it's been a heck of a year, and we're we're glad you made it we're through. We're so thrilled, Karen. We're just we're so happy to have you on Earth. Yeah. Are you going to do anything special? Are you going to go out to dinner? Uh, well, my actually, my fa- I have family coming in, um, actually to celebrate my father's birthday. But it just so happens they're all arriving um, today. Yeah. <laughs> so we're one big celebration. So it's, it's neat how it worked out that way. Fabulous. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to tweet out. A, uh, a fun couple photographs that we took when we were with you at Grove City about a month ago. And you're standing oh, strong. And yeah, so you, yeah John and I and you and Tish, and they're very funny, and you look wonderful and strong, and um, we're just we're rejoicing with you today. Thank you so much. It, Thanks, it made the day even more special. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Love you. You're the best. Karen Swallow Pryor, her latest on Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Books. One year ago today, a bus changed her life. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, You will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse. Lowe's knows you'll do it right. And do it yourself. Save on what you need to get a landscape you love. We do it right, too, with everyday deals and more during our Memorial Day sale. Shop in-store now and get five bags of premium mulch for just $10. Whatever project is next on your list, hurry into your local Lowe's and save. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Valid in-store only through 529 while supplies last. See store for details, U.S. only, excluding Alaska and Hawaii. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Chilkin from my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. If you've been thinking about a new car or truck, now is the time. This month, you could save 18% off the MSRP on select 2018 models still in stock. 
For example, the Chevy Cruze, Malibu, and Silverado all qualify. And you could buy with confidence knowing the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Trade pros. Whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a 1,000 locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and same or next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. I love a bookstore. I grew up in bookstores. Sadly, I grew up in the era when there were no chairs in them. Oh, just sit on the floor. Oh, just sit on the floor. I remember sitting on uh, the carpet at the Walden Bookstore at Northway Mall, I swear, for like hours of my childhood when my dad was looking for books. And that was before they had like cool children's book sections. Let me tell you that. You just were in the stack somewhere. Exactly. Anyway, so I was so thrilled to see this article in the Wall Street Journal today about Washington Nationals closer Sean Doolittle. Okay, so this is a guy who's making his career in Major League Baseball, which means big dollars and it means a lot of travel, but it also means that you're around people who are jocks, right? That's what they do. Yeah. Spend your life. Yeah, well, Sean Doolittle is not just a jock because um, apparently he needed more books to satisfy his enormous appetite for reading during spring training, which was in West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay, He was upset because the, the independent bookstores down there weren't nearly as good as Chicago, which is where he's from, and he was running out of stuff to read. Okay, So forced to settle, as he said, for a nearby Barnes & Noble, and that's not to denigrate Barnes & Noble. Not at all. Happy I love they're, Barnes & Noble. Yeah, we need them. I love them. Doolittle decided to embark on a project. He vowed to seek out an independent bookshop on every road stop this year and share his adventures with his Twitter Twitter following of nearly 100,000. The idea began as a way for Doolittle, a two-time all-star, to take advantage of a job that allows him to travel to cities around the country, but it has also allowed Doolittle to use his platform as a famous athlete for a cause that matters to him. Quote, I want to support local businesses, he said. I want to support these places that are active in their communities, that are trying to be supportive and inclusive spaces for their communities. Hmm. Excellent. So that's what he's doing. So, like, for example, he said, before a game in New York against the Mets on Wednesday, Doolittle and his wife, Irianne Dolan, visited Three Lives and Company in Manhattan's West Village. Hmm. On a trip to L.A. earlier this month, he found Vromans in Pasadena, and a series in Denver brought him to Tattered Cover, and Mutiny Information Cafe, oh, which is a spectacular name. <laughs> so he's going to make his way to Pittsburgh. Well, I would think so. I don't yeah. know, I don't know if, if the Nationals are playing here or we're playing there. Well, sooner or later, they'll come to town, right? Well, listen, all I can say is while he's doing this, I sure hope that the Nationals come to town. That's very cool. Because he would find, oh. what, City Books? And he'd find that cool new place in Squirrel Hill yeah. that was voted you know, one of the best new bookshops in America. The problem with the new bookstores, and it's just a matter of economics, is they're generally just so tiny, right? They're not yeah. expansive like we're used to. That's why you, you know when you see the rare Barnes & Nobles out there, you go, yeah, I got to go in. Because, you know, like, like you, for years, it was just a cheap night out to take your kids out to the bookstore, yep. maybe have a slice of pizza. Well, and the reason that Borders died and that Barnes & Noble was hanging on by its fingernails is because people like us used it as a cheap night out and we didn't buy enough books. 
Really? I think that Amazon killed all that. Well, right? because, I, think, look, I think it's a combination. But how many times did you actually buy a book when you were in Barnes & Noble? Well, it was a different time, I guess. Oh, look, we were watching something the other night. Here, here's how Here's how this is. Do you do this? We were watching something on TV the other night. I'm talking to my brother-in-law. I jumped on Amazon. Within 30 seconds, I bought a book and yep. sent it to him. Yep. I mean, you can't and do the that. Thing, and the thing that Barnes & Noble has really lagged behind on is their website. I've not seen it. Oh, it's awful. Really? It's awful. You think they would compete toe-to-toe right. with Amazon? Right. They have not been able to make a website that works in anywhere close as effective See, a way. that's the genius of Amazon. It We're really so spoiled is. by that because there it is, right? Yep. I just wanted this. In the old days, you might call a bookstore for expediency purposes. Hey, do you have this title? Oh, yeah, we do. We'll set it aside for you. And then on the way home from work or on a Saturday morning, go in and your name's on the book. That's kind of how it used to be. Over the course of a season, Sean Doolittle estimates he'll read about 25 books. Excellent. A lighter load than during the rest of the year. Yeah, that's cool. He gravitates toward fantasy and science fiction most of all. Sean Doolittle, Washington Nationals, making his way across the country with independent bookstores. Fabulous. Hey, take a a quick break. The worst songs of all time coming Mm. up in the 5 o'clock hour. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump announced today a $16 billion aid package for American farmers who've been impacted by tariffs the Trump administration slapped on China. We'll be taking in, over a period of time, hundreds of billions of dollars in tariffs and charges to China, and our farmers will be greatly helped. We want to get them back to the point where they would have had if they had a good year. Farmers can apply for direct payments for crops impacted by the tariffs, and the USDA will buy surplus products like milk and meat to distribute to food banks around the country. The Justice Department has charged WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange with receiving and publishing classified information. The charges are contained in an 18-count indictment announced today. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 286 points. The Nasdaq dropped 123. This is SRNU. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Jen had a very busy day today, really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, donated. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? 
Don't worry. Select quote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is getting you customers and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports, and instantly move your advertising to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. A shower and thunderstorm will be in some spots for the evening hours tonight, followed by clearing skies. The low tonight, 55 degrees for tomorrow. Partly sunny, a pleasant day, high 75. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, 57. Then Saturday, more clouds than sunshine. Warmer with a shower or heavy thunderstorm around. Storms could even be severe, high 82. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Uh, big news today on the uh, terrorism front. Uh, you might know this name, John Walker Lind. Sure. He's uh, widely known as the American Taliban. Uh, John Walker Lind was released from prison today in Terre Haute, Indiana, according to the FBI. John Walker Lind was freed on probation after he served 17 years of a 20-year sentence for providing support to the uh, Taliban. Uh, he was 17, John Walker Lind was, when he left his home in California in 1998 to study Arabic in Yemen. 17. Imagine telling your kid, okay, see you, you can go. He made his way to Pakistan in 2000, later to Afghanistan, where he served as a Taliban volunteer at an al-Qaeda training camp. Now, after his capture, he was held in Afghanistan, where an uprising claimed the first casualty of the uh, the war, 32-year-old CIA officer named Johnny Michael Spahn. And uh, Johnny Spahn was killed after questioning Mr. Lind, though the government offered no evidence that Mr. Lind did participate in the revolt. So um, Johnny Lynn Spawn's father, who is a real estate developer in Winfield, Alabama, said, um, we've got a trader that is given 20 years, and I can't do anything about it. He was given a 20-year sentence when it should have been life in prison. Mm-hmm. 
However, uh, with this release, the conditions of his release, he is barred from owning an Internet-connected device without permission from his probation officer. He's also barred, unless otherwise approved, from any online communication, not in English, and he may not communicate with any known extremist. Uh, at his sentencing in 2002, he said that he condemned, quote, terrorism on every level unequivocally, and he made a mistake in joining the Taliban. Okay, he said that he had made a mistake in joining the Taliban. Yes. Okay. However, a 2017 report by the National Counterterrorism Center uh, published uh, a report that said Mr. Lind has continued to advocate for global jihad and to write and translate violent extremist text. In a statement today, the Bureau of Prisons said it had found through staff interviews that many inmates turned away from radicalized ideology while in prison thanks to self-study programs, although the jury is still out on whether this is truly John Walker Lind. That's a huge thing. i got to be honest. I, I think that should be a life sentence. To comment on it, to say I, I know enough about whether he should do 20, 17, 20, or 40, or life, who's to say? However, the restrictions on him, those are pretty severe. It looks like is he allowed, But you know, one thing it didn't say is that he was not allowed to own a weapon. Right. I'm sure that... Please he, tell me that's part of the requirement. It doesn't mention that, although he's a convicted felon. So there's a difference, right? You're not allowed to own a weapon if you're a convicted felon. Holy smokes. I don't know. I it wasn't like there was a misunderstanding. No, I mean it wasn't a, like there was some was kind of confusion he about what traitor. was happening. You know what I mean? He he, he is, turned his back on the United right, States and, and aided and abetted the enemy. Exactly. And look at the enemy he was aiding and abetting. Yeah, at our doorstep. I mean, he was he was giving support and counsel to one of the most wicked groups of human slaughterers. That were on earth at the time. Right. Who killed our citizens. And their own. I'm surprised. I wonder what the sentencing guidelines were that he only received a 20-year sentence and would get off after 17 years. Probably had to do with the fact that he was under 18 or under 21. Maybe so. I mean, when he went to Yemen, he was 17. I'm not sure what how old he was at the time of his arrest. Yeah, he was 20. He was 20. My guess is this, and you know, you hate to think this, but for a lot of people... John Walker Lind is a trophy. So if people know who he is, you would think he'd have to be very, very careful about it. Well, let's, I mean, let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, well, you know, this is the world we live in. However, the good news is he's not on social media, right? So it's harder to pinpoint the guy for those who would go after someone like that. It's also hard, I would think, to monitor somebody depending on what their level of ability is when it comes to tech. Now, I would think he would be a high-profile person that the intelligence services would be tracking. My guess is but, I mean, this guy's going to walk out of his apartment or wherever he is, and someone's going to be on his tail. I don't think that he's going to walk down the street just lollygagging around. Someone's going to watch him closely. I hope that's the case. I can't imagine. Okay, you're free to go. I don't believe that's going to happen. I think the government will be on this guy often, regularly. Anyway, that's John Walker Lynn. Uh, we're going to change the tone. We, we are. We're going to totally more change the tone because we've been talking for a long time about, don't you hate that song? That, that song. That's, you know, what, that song is stuck it in came my on the head. radio? I got to shut that off. Well, you know, if you've been alive long enough, there are songs that just make your skin crawl. I can't stand that Drive song. Drive you crazy. That's the worst song I ever 
heard. So Kath and New Mike and I, we've compiled a list of what we consider the most egregious songs. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest offenders. And we've taken suggestions from our listening audience. And thank you for all those who've weighed in based on our social media posts. Um, I think we have arrived at something truly terrible. <laughs> so we invite you to stay forward with us as we delve into the worst songs ever. That's next here on The Ride Home. WORD. Many young married couples are struggling to find a good balance between their marriage and the relationship they have with parents and friends. On the next Focus on the Family, understanding what leaving and cleaving really means and how to make your spouse your number one priority. More about having a healthy, happy marriage next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tunch Ilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. If you've been thinking about a new car or truck, now is the time. This month, you could save 18% off the MSRP on select 2018 models still in stock. For example, the Chevy Cruze, Malibu, and Silverado all qualify. And you could buy with confidence knowing the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. This is the entertainment answer. What is our do we really need that pick of the week? For me, it is the barrage of live action Disney remakes hitting theaters this summer, starting with Aladdin on May 24th. Now, it's a well done film with the same great message. Many argue that releasing the animated version in theaters would be better. Sort of a chance for parents to relive it with their kids. For me, I would just rather have something original than to see the same storyline just done a different way. The live-action Aladdin, rated PG. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. Is it me or is that the worst sound you ever heard in your life? Oh, that is nasty. Oh, no, it's bad. It's real bad. Oh, 
Oh, yes. If you were alive during the phenomenon of Tiny Tim, when he appeared on the Johnny Carson Show and in 1969 married 17-year-old Miss Vicky in front of 40 million Americans on late-night television. Did he play that song for the wedding? He did. Of course he did. I mean, it just goes to show you how something so bad can be so good for someone's career. Because Tiny Tim clearly made a lot of cash off that horrific song. Now, we're talking about the worst songs of all time. Now, every one of these songs has not made its songwriter or performer rich. Well, it may have contributed to that. I mean, I think most of them have brought in some cash. There's a few number one songs in this in this bunch. And the fact that they were ever number one songs could make you despair for humanity. Well, it just speaks to the times and how maybe we progressed or not. Okay, so we were just sitting around and talking about songs that make our skin crawl. Mm -hmm. The song that you cannot get out of your head. Which is surprising because oftentimes when you see this list or hear some of these clips, these songs are still regularly played on the radio. Right, because you think that you and I and Mike are from different generations. And yet, I think we've all united in hatred for these particular (laughs) songs. I mean, am I right about that, Mike? They're horrible. They are are pretty horrible. They are so terrible. So when I think of someone like John Travolta, of of course, I think of you're the one that I want. You know, I think of the Grease soundtrack. That's the first thing I think of, right? Now, this submission was a surprise to me. I, I really was not, like, this song was not in... Did, did I, you know the song? I knew the song, but I had forgotten it existed. Maybe I was just trying to block it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I find? I find A look at her face and there isn't a trace of doubt in my mind how did he ever get a recording contract? He was a big star. I mean, he, she was a gigantic star. He really is a bad singer. 1976. Okay, so this was charts. after Greece. No, this was. Um, I mean, what? Welcome back, Cotter. Okay, so this was the Welcome Back Cotter era pre-Greece. Yes. Okay. He's, this was the gulf between the two. He's terrible. Yeah, he's not great. He did great in, uh, in, the, in the Grease album. He did. I don't think he did great. Come on. I've he did always good. thought that that was really overrated. A lot better than Janice Ian. What Janice, Janice Ian? Janice, she was not. <laughs> Janice Ian was not in Greece. She was not in Greece. I'm sorry, not a lot better than uh, Olivia the, Newton-John. No, I was, what I was trying to say was, you let me finish. Um, John, Tra- this album, whatever yes. a letter in was, yeah, was horrible. No kidding. But he sounded. He didn't even. I don't even. This doesn't even sound like him. Oh, it does. I would not have known. It was no, really. Like, I mean, if they played it blind, but this is, you know, you, there's some trace but, of Vinnie Barbarino in there. But this compared to Grease, I, I, it doesn't gonna sound like it at all. In. Anyway, that's a pretty bad song. That's a terrible song. Yeah. John Travolta, yeah. going to let her in. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, look, uh, you, you said the name. You said Janice Ian. Yeah. Um, now, if you said to me yesterday, well, what about Janice Ian? And I said, who's Janice Ian? You would not know. Did no. you not know this song? No. Now, he, I, I knew the song, but I would never have known her name. Oh, really? Uh, I have a confession to make. I own the album. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> we all play the game when we 
It's like Herb Alpert in the background. Herb Baccarat. <laughs> no, this has to be a bar five. Yeah, 1975, August, Janiceean. At 17, I mean, it's every, you know, kid who stays home alone. It's sort of the outsider vibe. It, no, it's not every kid who stays at home. Oh, yeah, no, sure it is. No, no yeah. what, I don't know one 17-year-old who would have written that and thought those things. Well, no, no, that's not true. Oh, I do. No, I don't think that's true. Inventing lovers on the phone? Well, yes, of course. I don't think. Because you're alone on a Friday night and you think everybody else is out there having fun. So I'm just going to sit around and you know pretend that someone cares for me on the phone waiting for me. It's of so course. overblown. Listen, I'm not trying to defend the song. I'm just saying. You have the I, album. I, I Did understand you the buy mindset. It? I don't remember, <laughs> but I do know that I, when I see the album cover, I go. Oh, okay, I, now I let me guess. Album. Let me guess. Did Janice Ian look like? Now I'm just thinking. I've never seen her. You've never? No, I'm not, no, no. Don't show me what she looks like. Okay. I want to say that based on the song and hearing her sing it, she sounds like she was about five three <laughs> and eighty six pounds. That's, and she had long, straight, blonde hair and had an air of desperation about her. Well, the, the body type was right. The, the long, straight, blonde hair, no. Mm-hmm. It was more like a, a frizzy mop. Oh, really? But mm-hmm. is there still an air of desperation? Well, look, I mean, clearly the, the, the lyrics describe that very acutely. So she understood that. Mm-hmm. I, I remember reading about it and thinking, you know, uh, this is her life in high school. And her talent, of course, was, was able to enable her to have a career. She's still around. She didn't have a career. Would you say she had a career? She had a big She co- had a song. No, no, no. Janice Ian had a career. No, a, a career. So she had other songs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That were as terrible as this one. Well, maybe not as terrible. But, yeah, yeah Janice Ian had a career. I, I bet you. Many listeners are probably nod their heads. I don't well, think many listeners are a nodding few. their heads. There I think there might be half of a listener who says, I think I may have heard of Janet. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. got a funny text from uh, our, our GM. Yeah, what did he say? Brad. He says, yeah. apparently it was John Hall at 17. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there was some truth to that. I mean, for every sort of outlier and loser, you can identify and go, yeah, ouch, yeah, at okay. 17. Okay, speaking of an outlier, I want to jump ahead, Mike, and I want you to uh, bring up my friend Helen, ready. Now, here's, here's... Oh, this is the same era. This is the same era, which is what made me think of it. Um, this... Now, Helen Reddy went through the stage where she was defending her gender so deeply that she didn't cut her hair or wear makeup. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. And, and this was big. I mean, this is, you consider the the women's rights movement, right? Women's lib. Right. And this became the anthem for that. Which is such a shame. The song, of course. Oh, yes, I am Nineteen seventy-two, the song made its debut. That is unbearable. Like if I could never hear that song again after this moment. This song became an anthem for okay, a generation. Th- now, from the very start, this came out when I was an incredibly small child. Yeah. Even at that age, I don't know. I was three years old or what, something. What you used like to mock that. this at three? Yeah, I thought to myself at, at my earliest remembrances of this song. I remember her singing it on solid gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It. She's talking about I am strong. Yeah. I am invincible. Okay. Her singing 
is so like ridiculously weak and like namby pamby. It's like she does. It's like Helen Reddy was a big star. Her singing is oh, that sounds terrible. So lame that I can't believe anyone ever paired her voice with those words. This is the only time in the history of radio that a male host. He um, stands up for Janice Ian and Helen Reddy. <laughs> I'm what? just trying to box you in. I mean, what the heck? Okay, That's... wait. I'm reading about Helen Reddy earlier today. Yeah. Her first hit, I Don't Know How to Love Him. Great. You know that song? I, I, I probably would remember I think that's from Jesus Christ it. Superstar. Another song uh, I wrote about John Hall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, I see. We're making a dark turn here. I Am Woman is atrocious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty, it it's a really should song, never yeah. be played. But it was an anthem for a lot of women, Kathy, wasn't it? You mentioned uh, uh, when you were something something about when you were little. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys ever rode this ride when you were little, but it's a ride from Disneyland. Oh. Oh, I know exactly what this is. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah go I don't ahead. Know. This is one. Isn't it the worst? That's evil. It is evil. I've been to Disney World, Disneyland one time. Mm-hmm. And this was like uh, early, like late late 70s, early 80s. They played this thing ad nauseum. I wonder if they still do yeah. it. Oh, when you, still do, yeah. When you're waiting in line for that ride, uh-huh. yeah. right? There That's all they play. Oh, here. You want to shoot yourself. Now, is that a Disney song? Was yeah. it written a Disney for movie. a Disney movie? I don't know what movie. Like where did that, was think. it written for the ride? I don't, no, 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 it wasn't. No. Maybe it was. No, I don't think so. It's a terrible song. Well, I mean, it wasn't that bad of a song. I mean, it's not that bad of a song. But Who are you? And (laughs) how can you not think it's a small world is about that? Who am I? I'm best friends with Janice Ian and Helen Reddy. It's the worst songs of all time. It's a small world after all. I mean... Yeah, it's terrible. uh, It's absolutely terrible. But it's actually the exact same idea, the exact same idea as John Lennon. Wait, 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 wait. It is. It's the same idea. Wait. So imagine. Hey, you're a dreamer. I think that I might rather hear I Am Woman by Helen Reddy. Then well, listen. Just because of the unbelievable emotional bloviation in that song. Don't you know? You, of course you know this. For a lot of people, this is like the all-time favorite song. Yeah. All-time favorite. Yeah. I, If I was doing this list on my own without the input of you guys and the rest of our listening audience, I would have put that number one on the really? list. Really? Because I you do despise detest that song. it so very, very deeply. It is so obtuse. Very poor theology. It is theology. It's like preschool level philosophy mm-hmm. and understanding of religion. But the funny thing is, the culture would say that's deep stuff. Oh, I mean that's deep. Which tells you right? how vegan our understanding is. I mean, people would say, oh, I love it's that. It's the song. absolute. I mean, there's right. no the countries. Fact, there's the no war. Be, oh yeah, that's all we need. Right? And, and religion, no religion. And religion's religion. all the cause of that. Right? right. Religion's all the cause of all the negative things in the whole world. I know. Oh, people love oh, that yeah. song. 
Right. It's funny, John John Lennon goes through these cycles of relevance, and he's back again with a, a relevant cycle. I saw yeah. something the other day that this, was talking about John Lennon and Yoko Ono, how she infused the imagined worldview into his life. Did. Of course she did. Mm-hmm. It only points to how narcissistic we all are, yeah. that anyone would listen to that song and think, you know what, that really means something to me. Right. Well, it, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Can, like, what kind of real world behavior did he ever actually observe that caused him to write that song? Well, there may have been some LSD involved. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we've been way, we've been sort of back in the 60s and 70s. Let's uh, sort of upgrade. How about, um, uh, oh, how about uh, some John Mayer? You got it. You got it. So somebody told him at some point that is a good title for that song. My guess is whether he's married or not, he was, you know. Oh, well, if he's married or not, I don't think. He's not married. I don't he's know. not married. I, I, he, if he's again, married, he's married very unhappily. He's one point. of the guys, you know, if I fell over him, I wouldn't know who he was. But but someone said that at some point. Somebody said, hey, John, your body is a wonderland. Maybe. And he said, wow, I should write a song about That's that. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Is that is that the only lyric in the song? That's the only one that I've ever paid any attention to because it's so shockingly terrible. Yeah. Well, it's probably like, you know, a favorite song of amorous couples. Yeah. That's the only reason right? that the song exists. I would say. Okay. Hey, uh, we need to take a, a quick break. There's so much more ahead, you guys. You're going to love it. Yeah. Well, listen, if you want to chime in. Well, if you want to chime in, please find us on Facebook or Twitter. 800-320-8255 if you've got a, a favorite bad song as well we should be aware of because we've got much more ahead. We're going to play bad songs probably until the end of the show. Oh, we're definitely playing bad songs. So stick around, okay? Mike, you got a bad song to take us out? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Oh, no, it's bad. It's real bad. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Our total base and finishing system is unique. But what's even more unique is the way we interact with our clients. Energy Swing's Steve Rennekamp on building the basement of your dreams. You have a dream to finish your basement. The question is, whose dream is it? A lot of other companies start working on your basement and build it the way they want to build it. And so it ends up not being exactly what you wanted. We don't work that way. With our 3D rendering system, you can actually see what your dream looks like before you decide to invest. Our design consultant comes out and actually builds the basement with you on his computer and you can see a 3D rendering of 
that finished basement. And if you don't like something, we can change it around. We can even place furniture in the 3D rendering so you can see if all the things you want to do in the basement will fit the way you would like them to fit, which gives you a unique perspective on what the finished job is going to look like before anything is done. Mention Word FM for an additional 5% off over and above any other discounts at EnergySwingWindows.com. Are you looking to grow your career with an advanced degree? With 100% online programs in regional centers in South Point, Cranberry, and Penn Center East, Waynesburg University has a program to fit your needs and your schedule. We offer flexible and affordable graduate programs in business, counseling, education, criminal investigation, and nursing, as well as degree completion programs in nursing, business, and criminal justice. Waynesburg University's programs will equip you with the knowledge and expertise needed to implement coursework into your daily work and grow your career. To learn more, visit waynesburg.edu. I'm Kathy Emmons, and did you know that Saturday, May 25th is Farm Heritage Day? Well, it is, and Word FM is celebrating with Marsha and the gang at the Springhouse. Come out from 11 to 4 p.m. toward the dairy farm, enjoy homemade country cooking, see amazing crafters ply their trade, hear live music, and play old-fashioned games like seed spitting and sack races. And sometime between 1 and 3, I, yes I, am going to defend my cow-milking crown. Farm Heritage Day, Saturday, May 25th at the Spring House in 84. A shower and thunderstorm will be in some spots for the evening hours tonight, followed by clearing skies. The low tonight, 55 degrees for tomorrow. Partly sunny, a pleasant day, high 75. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, 57. Then Saturday, more clouds than sunshine, warmer. With a shower or heavy thunderstorm around, storms could even be severe, high 82. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Is it me or is that the worst sound you ever heard in your life? Oh, that is nasty. Oh, no, it's bad. It's real bad. All right, so we're talking about the worst songs ever recorded. Now, believe me, how many millions and millions and millions of songs have been recorded? So these are sort of like the mainstream well, I, worst recorded is, songs. This is how I feel. I, we've culled this list that we're presenting to you yeah. from an admirable pool of wretched recordings. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. But th- there's a couple of times here we'll go totally off a of left field that songs would never have appeared uh, on any major record label. Right. There is one in particular mm-hmm. that would never have appeared. At, you know why? Because the record label had standards. Yeah, right. Uh, albeit as low as they are to allow these songs that we're talking about to get on the air. And this next song was a gigantic hit, so much so that wasn't this also the Hands Across America song? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I do know that this song was, mm-hmm. to me, this song was sort of like the first marker of charity songs. Right. The, the pretentious entertainer. Right. That there were a, a zillion sort of A plus, A plus people that we loved yeah. and they all banded together for a good cause and then wrote a special song. And then felt good about themselves. Right. And then we bought it and they played it on the radio ad nauseum. This is the song. Well, 
1985, uh, originally for um, the charity single, right, uh, for African Relief. It was written by uh, Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson, produced by Quincy Jones and Michael Omardian. You know that song? You know that name? Uh, Michael Omardian. Yeah, Stormy Omardian's husband. No, Michael Omardian was a, a big Christian. First he was a... Yeah, that was Stormy's oh, husband. Okay. Right, yeah. so he's a big record producer. Mm-hmm. Right, he was a big record producer, and that's still a terrible song. Yeah, it, it I is. believe that we sang that when we were doing Hands Across America. Really? Wait, you, so. wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Hold on. We sang that when we were doing Hands Across America. Wait, we did not sing it because we did not do Hands Across America. Are you saying that mm-hmm. Kathy Emmons sang it when she was doing? Hands Across America. Yeah, I think that would probably be a more accurate rendering. <laughs> you did Hands Across I did. America. Yeah. Me and my friend Joanne. Really? Yeah. Where did you stand? Uh, we were downtown. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> we were downtown. Really? And we uh, and I. Oh, so it's pretty. Like you didn't have to go like go to you know to Nevada somewhere in the well, desert. We were trusting the people in Nevada to be there. So people stood downtown and held hands. Sure. <laughs> 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 Wait, 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 wait. You were where downtown? Uh, Holding I, hands with whom? I believe we were somewhere, uh, like, not in, like, on the on the farthest reaches of Point State Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that oh, sounds terrible. I'd have paid to see that. I really would have. <laughs> wish you had a photo. And I think we were singing, it's true, we'll make a better day, just you and me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I think so, that's what we were. Yeah. So the Hands Across America was, what, what was the purpose of that? I don't really remember. No, I think but, it was to show the unity of the human person. Okay, but you were committed to it. You were. It's so beautiful. All right. I mean, we need things like that. Do we? Well, I mean, decades after the fact, probably not. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, speaking of the city, mm-hmm. uh, this song, the, uh, is it? The Jefferson Starship. Yeah. Now this song, it surprises me it's Jefferson Starship because it doesn't sound to me like Well, it was Jefferson, Jefferson Airplane. This is the earlier incarnation. This was their later incarnation. Okay. So here's another bad song. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That just grates. That sounds to me like corporate excess rock. Like it is as vapid as vapid can be. Is there anything in there that's musical? It doesn't seem like they're playing actual instruments. I, exactly. <laughs> it's like It's super, all electronic right. kind of dings and lings. You know what? You're going to think I'm crazy, but I kind of like it. No. Uh, no. I, I, I really do. Really do. I don't think it's that bad. Oh, I think it's horrible. I think it's so horrible. And it has these just the whatever realm whatever audio realm those little keyboard sounds are in yeah what is that that's very irritating little stingers or something right i don't know what it is yeah. but I, I i find it upsetting we built Plus, the city mike i have to say yeah. you were you know like just born at the time that this was on the radio mm-hmm. like every hour it was played am i exaggerating oh yeah that? this is a I mean, big it was, big it was hit. killed beyond measure because every city wanted to believe that they were the city that built rock and roll of course they weren't but so you know, who was it? Who built rock and roll? Yeah, Detroit, Detroit or Cleveland? Yeah, you can both make a claim to that. Yeah, I'd yeah. go with Detroit. Yeah, but it wasn't you know, it Detroit. wasn't Pittsburgh, it wasn't Newcastle, it wasn't Aliquippa, but everybody, hey, that's us. Anyway, okay, uh, I have to put this in because this goes back to an, to another era because we don't want to run out of time. This one's that important to me. It is because I quite honestly know, like Mike is kind of leaning into we built this city. I actually like this song, and oftentimes I would sing this song. 
However, the sad fact of the matter is, it's the best song ever recorded about cannibalism. <laughs> no, Mike, that's not no. cannibalism. What are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't know what song you're talking about. Timothy. Timothy. Yeah, man. I mean, don't that's you have... A, what? That's about cannibal... Ca- cannibalism? Yeah. That's exactly what no, I said. Please, please bring it up, Mike. You have it? Timothy. Timothy. Oh, yeah. That's That's a great song. What is he saying? Timothy, Timothy, where on earth did you go? Timothy, Timothy, God, why don't I know? So the story is apparently in the song, which was written by Rupert Murdoch. You know Rupert Murdoch. Yes. If you like pina coladas and... No, no, no. That's not Rupert uh, Murdoch. I'm not Rupert Murdoch. No, wait, wait, Rupert Murdoch. Wait. Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> wait, wait, what? He's wait. a songwriter? Wait, wait. And Fox News? Rupert Murdoch. Wait, no. wait. Rupert Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy heck. My apologies to Rupert Murdoch. Okay, Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> Rupert Holmes. Was he the pina colada song? Yeah, if you like pina coladas getting right. caught in the rain, which almost made this list, by the way. And he had a huge impact on Broadway, The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Remember that musical? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I didn't know that it's was the him. first musical I ever I was ever in. The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Yeah, I okay. love that. It. All right, so this it. song, Timothy, Timothy, yeah. it's the story of three guys who are trapped in a mine. And as if you read the lyrics, you know, the, the three guys are there together and the one guy, Joe, is making eyes at Timothy and they share a little sip of water. And then the, the author of the song, who remains unidentified, he apparently, uh, by his own words, blacks out. But when he wakes up, he's got a full stomach and he's being rescued. That is so creepy. It's a really, it's a really weird song. That so That's really weird. Timothy, Timothy. He would sell his soul for just a piece of meat. That's the opening line of the song. Yeah. This was on the radio? Oh, yeah. It was a hit. It was not a it hit. It was a hit. I'm telling you. The Cannibal song was a hit. I like the song. It's, is, it, is it not catchy? No, it's, it's about... No. You didn't even know. But it still has a nice little sort of, you know, catchy flow to it. Oh, Mike, want to go to the phones? 800-320-8255. Oh 800-320-8255. Are you sure that's what it's about? I have no doubt. Believe me. Look it up. Okay, take a break. Be back in a few minutes. We're talking about the worst songs of all time, not written by Rupert Murdoch. WORD. Hundreds of years before Jesus died on the cross, God wrote through his prophet Isaiah a more vivid description of his son's crucifixion than is found anywhere else in the Bible. I'm Steve Sweats, inviting you to join us on Through the Bible this week as we study Isaiah 53 and gain a new and intimate perspective on Jesus' great sacrifice and God's amazing love for each one of us. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at My Pillow said, Hey, John, can you try out a My Pillow and let us know what you think? I'm skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own my pillow. 
It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code word. Pella has done it again with a brand new series called Lifestyle. Wood windows and patio doors delivering solutions for real life. Performance redefined. Unbeatable energy efficiency, sound control and value. Innovations like integrated blinds, shades and security sensors. Unique solutions for every room with the best limited lifetime warranty for wood windows and patio doors. For a limited time, get 50% off installation, 12 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA. PellaPittsburgh.com. Hi, this is Tud Shulkin. Join me and head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Steelers players Vance McDonald and Stephon Tewitt, and pastors Brian Loritz and Ed Glover for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 8th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Man Up is a day for all men to work on becoming the best godly leaders they can be. There will be free food, fellowship, worship, powerful messages, and dynamic breakout sessions. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. Things would happen in church that you weren't allowed to laugh. Word FM presents Funny Things Were Happening and we had to pretend like it wasn't happening. Ladies Night Out with writer, comedian, and playwright Sherry Lynn. My sister got up and she mined to a Yolanda Adams song and it was beautiful. It's a night out for the girls. As she was miming and she was twirling, her wig came off. June 21st at the Bible Chapel. I have not seen the type of power or anointing that could make us forget your hair is on the floor. Get early bird admission now through May 31st at wordfn.com. Is it me or is that the worst sound you ever heard in your life? Okay, so we're talking about the worst songs ever recorded. Lots of nominations. Yes, so many and so little time. Right, 800-320-8255. You want to chime in as well, but we're just playing, you know, not the hits. We're playing the anti-hits. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> Noah, you're with us today. Uh, what are your thoughts on the worst song ever? Um, the worst song, I think, is Benny and the Jets by Elton John. Every time it comes on the radio, I, every time it comes on, I change the station, shut the radio off. I don't know. I, I liked it the very first time I heard it, and the second time, it just made my ears bleed. All right. All right. Great. I, I kind of like the song, actually. Right? I'm not an Elton John fan. Oh, I am. I like the song. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? This is one of my favorite Elton John songs. I don't think it, I'd say it's far from the worst song, but you know, different yeah. strokes for different folks. Okay, right? Noah. I mean, we honor Noah for his perspective, even though we all think it's completely wrong. I can't understand how annoying it can get. Of course, yeah. It could yeah. get annoying. Yeah. Okay, so we've been sort of delving into these songs that are deeply emotional songs, right? Because I mean, they're so ridiculous. There's a lot of feelings to these songs, right? <laughs> yeah, there are a lot. Like this song. Yeah. I wandering piano player in the background. You know what that sounds like? Someone alone with a bottle of Cabernet. <laughs> right. Or Lake Country Red. <laughs> right. I mean, because here's the here are the uh, the words are feelings, whoa, 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 
Mm-hmm. Feelings, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa! Mm-hmm. Feelings, whoa, whoa! The same a- guy that told John Mayer, "Your body is a wonderland" is a good title. Mm-hmm. I think helped Morris Albert with this one. <laughs> right? Okay, uh, that's a terrible song. All right, so I brought up have? I brought up bread the other day. Oh, uh, because I, yesterday, maybe it was yesterday. Um, I do believe the bread is the single most. Caucasian band in history. And I said they, I was a fan. They could not be whiter. There's no possible linkage between any of this music and any type of soul or blues whatsoever. <laughs> right. And this one doesn't even really make any sense. Right. Like grammatically, it doesn't make any sense. Because baby, baby, I'm a want you mm-hmm. is that bread thing that, right. which I, I again, did, I, did I have, have. Did you have this album? I have this album. Baby, I'ma want you Baby, I'ma need you You're the only one I care enough to hurt about Maybe I'm a crazy But I just can't live without Your love and affection Giving me I don't understand it I would imagine of the era this may have been a lot of newlyweds' first dance. I, I'm just saying. Okay, that's very, very sad. I think that's, because, that why may is, have been. Why is he saying it like that? Baby, I'm a want you. What does that even... I what don't do you mean, that, baby, I'm a want you? That's lame. No, it's not. That's lame. Bread it's is kind of like a sort of a... Maybe it's a precursor to bread the country lame. thing. You know, somebody put on our Facebook page yesterday, Hey, Kathy, until you started talking about bread yesterday, I didn't realize how much I liked them. Oh. Mm-hmm. So great. So in my railing against them, I'm now building up fans. Right, right. Okay, one of the songs that I used to love to mock as a kid was um, Dan. I think his name's Dan Hill. Sometimes um, right, this song to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. is sort of like over the top. Again, there's a bottle of Cabernet involved here. Sometimes when the honest days too much, and I have to close my eyes and a sensitive man. I want to hold you till I die. Till we both break down and cry. Till we both break down and cry. I want to hold you till the fear in me subsides. Doesn't that make you want to wretch? <laughs> the fear? I want to hold you until the fear in me subsides. I mean, that's a sensitive man. You that have is- to give the guy credit. He's very mm. in touch with his feelings. Yeah, he's so in whoa, touch whoa, with his whoa. feelings that I don't want to hear anything else he has to say. That is Dan Hill. That is it? absolutely t- Okay, so let's Sometimes. move up to something more recent. So Rebecca Black, who I don't think was ever a recording star oh. in any way, shape, or form. I don't know. Her. I think she probably wrote this song in her parents' basement when she was 11. <laughs> and all of a sudden... It's Friday, Friday, I mean, it's hard to beat that for annoying. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's her name? Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black. Yeah, it's right. hard to beat that for annoying. Okay, let's 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 listen to two songs that have elements of theology. Uh, to them. Okay, I'd love okay. to hear that. I mean, I, Bette Midler had a big hit with this song. Uh, I first heard it from a woman, Nancy Griffith, but check the song out. Don't have it. We got lost in the shuffle. That's a shame. Mm. Okay. 
Um, All right, so let's let's. How play about the our other theology rich song? Right, this is a, a song. It's a it's a Jesus song. You got this, Mike? No, you don't have that either. What, a little, we got a little breakdown there on the uh, computers. Okay, all right, all right. We're, we're frozen. All right, what do you got? Technologically Play speaking. Play something. What do you, I mean, I'll, I'll listen to Friday again, for goodness no, sake. No, we're not listening to Friday ever again. I don't think I need to hear. That was a big hit on social media, Friday. What's this? I kind of like it. Oh, no, you don't. You picked this. I didn't pick this. Yes, you did. Oh, this is Rico Suave. Suave. Oh, this is horrific, isn't it? <laughs> Rico. Suave. That's about it. That's the whole song. Rico. Suave. I think that's how John Mayer saw himself. Like, that was his as self-image as he was writing Your Body's a Wonderland. Could be, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Right, did you find those theology songs, Mike? Are those anywhere near you? Yeah, that's pretty bad. What is muskrat love? Because there's no theology. That's not that. No, that's a song that strangely includes animals. Is that Helen Reddy again? No, that's the Captain and Tennille. Oh, they sound similar to me. I understand. The Captain. Captain passed away recently. Uh, yes, he did. Captain okay, yeah. All, right. All right. Well, let's take a break and let's come back and do our top three. Okay. We still got some chunks ahead. Yeah, we sure do. All right. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Mike, uh, take us out with something that's absolutely deliciously horrible. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm almost at $10,000 in four years. I've never traveled anywhere. They made this sound that it, this would be a really good deal, that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I know all the tricks because I'm embarrassed to say I once worked in the timeshare industry. We've saved suffering timeshare owners millions in debt and maintenance fees. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. I honestly would recommend that you call Wesley Financial. They will help you. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free information kit. If they can't get you out of your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Call 800-220-5757. 800-220-5757. That's 800-220-5757. She has a way of communicating to you what's going on and correcting you with you actually wanting to do it. With Dr. Megan Stock, exceptional dental care can be habit-forming. Personally, I was doing some habits that I could have gotten better at, and I never really felt motivated to change before. And then after meeting with Dr. Megan, she said it in such a nice way that it's like, oh, well, maybe I should start doing these things. It changed some of my habits because of her. So it's pretty cool. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tunch Ilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. If you've been thinking about a new car or truck, now is the time. This month, you could save 18% off the MSRP on select 2018 models still in stock. 
For example, the Chevy Cruze, Malibu, and Silverado all qualify. And you can buy with confidence knowing the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. That's catchy. That's catchy. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. I didn't. I never heard that until today. I still can't believe that's real. Yeah. I mean, there's sort of a subgenre of contemporary Christian music. No, that is not in any genre. Oh, that is. No. Listen. That was in someone's CD collection, and they love that song. You know it. Who's the band? Sunseed. Very nice. Which is such a horrible group. It's name. online. Look at YouTube, and there's it's like a family. It's mom and dad. Everyone's moving together. It's great choreography. It's horrible. Okay, so we've got our top three songs. Yeah, we've decided top three bad songs of yeah, all time. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like number three, one of the uh, great composers, I would say, of pop music in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, but he's taking far too much credit. Here it is. Songs that make the whole world sing. I write the songs of love and special things. I write the songs that make young girls cry. I write the songs, I write the songs. It sounds like he said a few ambience. That's not the same Doesn't key. Doesn't Is that no, Barry no. Manilow? <laughs> That's Barry Manilow. He's singing in a different key than it the sounds original. Like- <laughs> Again, Cabernet and maybe an Ambien mixed in. I mean, <laughs> he did not sound at his prime. That may have been Barry like last week somewhere, you know. In, uh, and our number two song. Number two. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. Oh my, my motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? That's horrible. I, I just hate the sound of it. Yeah. I hate the sound what of it. What year is that song? Because, I mean, what are you talking about? This is a great this song. This is a horrific this is a song. Absolutely awful. And the words. What is that? <laughs> He's working up an appetite. Seriously. This is a family show. Let's just stop that okay, right now. Okay, but the number one song, what we think, the three of us think, is the worst song of all time yeah. ever recorded. Unanimous. 
For Paul Anka. Never, never have I heard a more tasteless, awkward, embarrassing Cass, song. That was a number one song. That is absolute bottom of the barrel. Hey, I'm thinking of you. How so? I'm having you, baby. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I mean, it was a big hit. Paul Anka. It's everything terrible about songwriting it just goes to show how the times have changed i mean that song would would be derided today i'm deriding it now again there's something to it I, you know it's a little slice of cheese but it's one of those earworm songs that stick in you hey thanks for being with us on the ride home have a great night the ride home with john and kathy a production of salem media group Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.